Welcome to the Responsible Podcast. Your host, Stanley J. Targos III, is the founder of the Responsible Brand and the Responsible Network. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Responsible Podcast host, Stanley J. Targos III. Here today to talk about a a great conversation is called The Value of Insured. And really, when we think about this, what do we insure? And my father-in-law, Len Renier from the Wealth and Wisdom Institute used to say, Stan, we only insure things of value. If it's not valuable, don't insure it. I thought, man, that sounds like a boring conversation to have. But I think the more people understand what's really happening, the better they're going to hit they're going to be moving forward what i really want to share is who does participate in this world the average person or wealthy people or a blend of both or politicians or poor people or rich people or it doesn't really matter but let's see and let's start by asking a question you and i think a certain way do people who have 10 times what we have think differently And I think the answer to that is yes. And if I ask the question differently, it's do wealthy people think different than the average person? Of course they do. Let's think about that from a a version or a topic of protection. So when we think about protection, what would you and I protect? We would want to protect our, our health or our home or our auto or our boat or our income We want to be protected against fire or theft. If you're in a zone, maybe flooding or hurricanes. Maybe you've got a pet and you want some protection against that pet. If you've had a pet that's eaten something crazy and it's had to go to the vet and you've had some financial trauma because of it, you might think that the 50 bucks a month is better than uh, $2,000 or $4,000 a day for surgery. What about protection from long-term care or protection against a nursing home or protection against... uh, a market downturn or a crash or protection against being sued. I mean, there's all kinds of things that I think of protecting that the average person thinks of protecting. How do the majority of people do it? Well, the majority of people actually go online and they buy some home or auto insurance. They might have someone at their office and they might buy some group disability insurance. (laughs) 20, 30 years ago, they might have bought long-term care insurance because that was a buzz. They might go to their uh, home and auto person and ask if they've got identity protection or pet insurance or go to the big box store and see if there's a discount that they can participate in from one of those products as well. They might get a legal document like a trust or a will that gives them some protection, protection against probate. That's a good one. They might buy some health insurance or buy some supplemental insurance or or buy a, a complimentary plan like a Colonial or an Aflac or something like that. They might add a rider for flood or fire insurance. They might get all of their jewelry assessed and valued so they've got an accurate number on replacement value. They might self-fund if they have at least a quarter million dollars of liquid cash and make more than half a million dollars a year. But for most of the people I see, self-funding is not an option. They need to leverage other people's money, resources, and a group of people to have the dollars to take care of what one or two people in the group might need. 
and we're super happy to trade that cost of pennies on a monthly basis or a couple dollars on a monthly basis to let a million of people put in a couple dollars to protect the few people who are going to need it. That's managing risk. Well, how do wealthy people handle these issues? Well, they think differently than you and I do. They have the same needs. They've gone through the same thought process that we've gone through, but they might do things a little differently. And as we talk about the value of being insured or the value of insured, one of the main things we're going to get out of this conversation is that wealthy people accomplish similar goals or have similar goals, but they use different strategies to accomplish them. And this is a great question that I love to ask. It's so, if something you thought to be true wasn't true, when would you want to know about it? Well, I would want to know about it yesterday because if I think it's true and it's not true, I'm moving forward under a false premise or a bad pretense. And I can't have that. I need to make decisions moving forward based on actual factual truth, not theory. We know the world doesn't value what we value the same way. We know that wealthy people don't jump into a one-size-fits-all product solution. Wealthy people customize things based on their specific needs. So what do you value again? The dog, the house, the car, your income, your family, your future goals, and your health? What about wealthy people? I'm going to give you what I've learned from interviewing a ton of wealthy people. More importantly, I've interviewed a ton of advisors who deal with wealthy people to find out what they value and how they value things and how they think a little bit differently and how we can take what wealthy people do, maybe take a zero off the end and apply it to the average American like you and me. And I think that's one of the things that God's done in my life is he surrounded me with a bunch of people who have more do more and are smarter than I am, but I'm just a sponge who's there absorbing it and have the ability to share it with others in a way that makes sense. So wealthy people act differently. The first thing a wealthy person protects, believe it or not, is their family. And I thought, well, how does a wealthy person protect their family? Well, the number one thing that wealthy people do is they work under the on the foundation that they're not just working to make money or working for status or working for fame, but they're working to keep what they've earned inside their family and eliminate as many of the wealth stealers that are out there as possible. Wealth stealers are things like the government, the IRS, risk, losing control of their money. You and I don't think about those things. We think about solving a problem for the cheapest amount of money out of pocket on a monthly basis so we can still go out to eat and go to Disney every three years. Wealthy people think of how do I control it, how do I eliminate risk, and how do I eliminate taxes? The second thing wealthy people want to protect is their health. Because they recognize if they've protected their family, the next most important thing that they need to protect is their health. Once you lose your health, can you get it back? Maybe. Does it take a lot of time and energy to get back? Sometimes. Do you always get it back? Nope. So you want to protect it. Third thing is your income. Because if you've protected your family and you've protected your health and you can protect how your economy functions with money coming in and money coming out, you're on, you're on path for success. Then they attack the rest. If you notice... The things that I thought were important like flood insurance and the value of my wife's wedding ring and 
and the and the dog and everything else didn't make their list. Family, health, and income. So when I think about what they do and how they do it, the question that comes to my mind is why? Well, it's obvious that you would ensure things of value. And those things are very valuable for wealthy people. So what about your life? Is your life valuable? Well, without your life, you sort of don't have to worry about the rest of it. But you certainly don't want to leave people behind scrambling to solve something because you didn't place enough value on your life. We know that we want to build what we're building on a solid foundation. How many people want to work? How many? Well, let me put you myself. When they asked me as a child, they said, Stan, what do you want to do when you grow up? I wanted to be a millionaire by the time I was 30. I wanted to have a nice car. I wanted the one with the Lambo doors on it. I wanted to, ha to travel. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to provide the best education for my kids, grandkids, all of that. And I was blessed because I got to work and spend time with my grandpa and my dad every Saturday. And I got to see the value of building a solid foundation, the value of working hard, the value of generations working together. My grandfather used to say, Stash, use your head for something other than a hat rack. As he's pushing the broom, sweeping the floor in a white suit, driving a white uh, Lincoln. And he was in his early 70s. And I'm thinking, Grandpa, why are you sweeping the floor wearing a white suit? I learned some valuable information. The foundation isn't build it and let other people do it. The foundation is protect it. It's yours. Work as if you own it and keep it. That's what he was doing. And he was talking to me as he was doing that, saying, Stash, take pride in what you're doing. Stash, work as if you own it. Stash, even if you're just making $3.35 an hour or $5 on a Saturday as a young kid. He was protecting in me the value of something that I would recognize later in life. And as we'd sit down at the end of the day and he'd open up the pop machine and give me a glass bottle of Fago out of there and he'd pay 25 cents for it. And I was happy. Got to spend time with my grandpa, with my dad. I got to sweep the shop floor. I got to see people welding and working and that kind of stuff. And it was a small family business. But I got to see what building on a solid foundation is all about. My grandpa had dreams and goals, and he made sure that the foundation transferred to the next generation. Not just with money, but with what he was teaching. So he was ensuring things that he valued, like work ethic, by showing me by example how to do it. My dad did the same thing. So why do wealthy people protect their family? their health and their income because they don't want to have something outside of their control wipe away all their hard work and all their hard effort and energy. The truth with wealthy people is they can protect those things differently using the same tools that are available to me and you, but you and I listen to the talking heads on TV and don't place any value on them. What we have at the responsible brand is the ability to take the solutions that wealthy people use and apply it to the average American. Our goal is to provide strategies for all people, not just products. 
we're not just going to sell you a Roth IRA or 529 or life insurance or, or an annuity or a pension or something like that. We're here to look at your situation and say, if this is good enough for wealthy people, is this good enough for you? Does it fit your criteria? Does it meet your goals? We know that products don't solve these issues, but a solid strategy with a well-thought-out plan and a coach can make all the difference in the world. And something else that wealthy people have that's not listed under there is they lack a coach. Wealthy people have a coach. The average person lacks a coach. I hear people say, Stan, but wealthy people, they can afford a CPA. They can afford the best financial advisors. They can afford the best attorneys. They can afford the best team. Actually, they're just humble enough to recognize they don't know everything about everything. They choose to stay in their lane. They choose to stay with their core competence. They choose to live in the world that they're the best at and then have a team of people around them to supplement and complement what they do to keep what they earn. And they don't mind paying for it. Just like you don't mind getting paid for doing your job. In fact, you expect it. If you do a good job, you expect to get paid. Well, the same is true when it comes to paying for advice and information. There's a cost whether you pay for it or you don't. Let me say that again. There's a cost whether you pay for it or you don't. And sometimes it's the lost opportunity cost of waking up 30 years later after being lulled to sleep based on pride and saving money to realize that you transferred away several hundred thousand dollars that would change your life today. So when it comes to protecting and the value of what life is and the value of insured, let's not mince what we pay for and what, what the cost is versus what the value is. Some people say, Stan, is timing. Like, I don't have a spouse yet. I don't have the great job yet. I don't make enough money yet. I can't even ensure what I think is important. But we do know this. Regardless of where you're at in, light, in life, life still happens. And regardless of where you're at, we want to make sure that you're prepared for life's on life's terms. And that can make all the difference between you having success and handling that challenge with grace and competence versus failing. And most people I find are, are wired to achieve success. However, someone asked me, Stan, do you like winning more than you hate losing? And I thought, well, that's two sides of the same coin. Well, I hate losing more than I like winning. For some reason, when I lose, it burns me. But when I win, I don't go to bed tonight gloating about it. But when I lose, I go to bed tonight thinking about how I'm going to get better and change. So when we think about what we value, let's, let's talk specifically about our life. And I know if you're in this mode of working with a responsible brand person and you've got an issue, whether it's debt or college debt or unfunded retirement or future health care or managing cash flow or building that supercharged savings account. The value of insured needs to come to play and I need to share a different conversation around it. So I'm going to start by asking a question. What if you were offered the opportunity to place a value on your own life? 
not that you have to buy it, not that you have to design it, not that you have to create it, but what's your life worth? What do you value your life worth? Think about that for a minute. First time I was asked that question was in my late 20s, and I thought, I'm worth at least $100,000. $100,000, man. I'm worth hundred grand because I based it on what someone should pay me for my skill set. So what's my life worth? 100000 Well, then I got married and then had kids. And then I started thinking, my life is not worth what I earn on an annual basis. My life is worth what I'm going to earn moving forward for the next 30 years. So I did some simple math. I said 100,000 times 30 years, my life's worth $3 million. Then I started thinking, well, I'm not just worth what I'm worth until I stop working. Am I still valuable after I stop working? And I thought, you know what? My life is worth a lot more than that. And if I had to put a value on it, I'd struggle because most people would think that I would be arrogant or that I'm out of control or that I'm just throwing wild numbers out there. But my, my life might be worth 50 to $100 million. Not because I want to have a big number and everyone needs to have a big number, but what's the ripple effect of what I'm doing long term if I don't have the ability or the opportunity or the chance to try? It's worth a lot. It's worth a lot. Then I started thinking about if I did pass away and I've got three kids, is three million enough? Well, it's a good start. Three million at 5% gives my wife $150,000 a year. That replaces my income, but does that replace the years when we've got three kids in college that are pulling 50 to 60,000 a year out each for six or seven years in a row? Does that take into account paying for my daughter's wedding and my son's wedding? or helping with the wedding? Does that take into account paying off the house? Does that take into account the vacation home or the cottage where I want to create the life memories for all of my kids and grandkids so that they've got a memory that lasts of what Grandpa Targus did and created for the family long term? Do I want my wife to look back and think, man, I wish we would have just done a little bit more? So what would you value your life at? Things that we can control today are the amount of the amount that we think we're worth and our health today. Remember I talked about what wealthy people want to protect their family and their health? We can control the amount of coverage we think we want. We can't control the amount that someone would give us, but we can control what we ask for. And we can lock in our health today for the future needs and benefits that we need down the line that might not be a priority today, but might not be available if we have a health issue. It doesn't mean that we're going to admit that we're, we think we're worth $3 million, so someone's going to try and sell us $3 million or something. That's not the point. The point is, what are we worth long term? What if we could start at an affordable price point today? and help you find the money to make it work so that you can get closer to achieving your goal. Remember, wealthy people lock in their health. The most common question I get, and I've been in the financial planning and money business for over 20 years, I, I think it's interesting, right after someone has cancer, a heart attack, or a stroke, they want life insurance. 
Why didn't they want it a day or two days or a month or two years before? Because it wasn't valuable because they thought they were invincible. They're still living in an 18-year-old mindset in a 55-year-old body. But wealthy people understand the value of protecting what you have today because you are unsure of what tomorrow brings. Doesn't mean that you need it. It just means you're willing to have the conversation as to why you might need it. Insurability is more important than most people realize. Let me put this back in terms of something that, that's relevant today. We're going through a period of inflation and the dollar being de devalued and depreciation and, and energy costs skyrocketing. What if you could go back to 2017 and, and pull all the money that you could that was, that was available? You might have had $2,000, $3,000, something like that, that you would throw at something like this. What if you could go back and buy gas at a buck a gallon? Would you buy a thousand gallons? You know you're going to use it in the future. You know it's not wasted. You know you're going to use it. If you drive a car, you know you're going to use it. If you could buy energy for your house at, the, at that price back then, you know you're going to live in a house. You know you're going to heat the house. So you know you're going to use it. It's not wasted. It's just, do you want to buy a thousand, two thousand, three thousand? Back then you thought, man, at a buck a gallon, I'll buy a thousand. Got it. Man, I'm going to use that. It's going to last a lifetime, a thousand gallons. Now fast forward to 2022. Gas is five bucks a gallon. The cost of heating your house is three times as much. Let me ask you the same question. If you had the opportunity like Rocky and Bullwinkle to go in the way back machine, how much would you have bought in 2017? knowing what you know in 2022. How much would you have put on a credit card or borrowed from a family member to buy more? See, if you knew what today looked like, what would you have changed back then? And insurability is the same thing, except for one thing we know for certain is with age comes more cost. So whatever you're able to get today is at a discount. And if you know you might need it, Get it. I'm not telling you to go into debt and to be irresponsible. There's a responsible way to make this work, to achieve the goals and dreams that you have and you want without blowing up your big picture or sacrificing your lifestyle today. You're going to make choices, but you're not going to sacrifice your lifestyle. It's not like you're going to not go out to eat, not take vacations, not fund your retirement so you can protect your health. I mean, that would be an extreme and that would be unreasonable. The next question is, do you want to rent this or do you want to own it? It's all about where you're at right now. Remember one of the goals of the responsible brand is financial education for the next phase in life. It doesn't mean we need to treat everyone as if they've already arrived and they're 62 and they're sitting on $6 million or everyone like they're 23, they're just out of college, they got debt and they don't have cash flow. It's education for the next phase of life financially for where you're at today. So where are you at today? That determines, do you want to rent or do you want to own? What do you have in place? What do you not have in place? How long are you planning on working? Are you married? Do you have kids? Are your kids young? Are your kids old? Is your house paid off? Is What does the rest of the picture look like determines, do you rent or do you own? Your budget's going to determine what you do. 
You've determined what you want. Your budget determines what you do. And a third party determines what they're willing to give you. I'm worth 50 to $100 million, but no one's going to give me 50 to $100 million today. Even if I tell them my kids are the next Einstein and they're all going to go to Harvard times 10, they're going to say you're worth $5 million or $7 million, not 50 to $100 million. So here's the question. We know you want to think like a wealthy person and protect your family. We know you want to protect your health. We also know that there's a cost and a dollar amount. And now we're starting to squirm thinking, oh, here we go. He's about to drop the hammer on us and bring in the manager who's going to sell us something. No way, Jose. Not in this lifetime. Be at ease. Put your checkbook away. In fact, when you meet with your responsible brand person and you see your solution, if you haven't seen your solution, here's the question that's going to set you at 100% ease. If I could solve your problem today without spending one more dime than you're currently spending, would you do it? Let me ask that question again. If I could solve your problem today without spending one more dime than you're currently spending, would you do it? That should be the question that separates us from everyone else out there. Everyone else out there is going to say, you admitted you needed $3 million. You admitted it's important to think like a wealthy person. You admitted that you want to protect your health. You need to spend $2,000. Well, I don't have it. Well, then you need to not go out to eat. You need to not go on vacation. You need to not buy presents for your kids and grandkids. You need to put your lifestyle on hold. You need to go on a financial diet. We're not going to do that. Here's what I know. Diets don't work. And if I impose pain on you and impose a solution on you, you're going to go somewhere else and find someone who validates what you believe and stop what's recommended and what you need. So I want to tell you, don't worry. Your responsible brand team is going to show up in full force. You've got a case design specialist. You've got a transfer specialist and you have a coach, a liaison who understands your situation, the intimacy and the emotional decisions that need to be made, what your goals, what your priorities are, what you need in the next one, two, four, five years, how long you want to work, what's important to you and your family. They will coordinate. The case design team is fantastic. They're going to take the emotion out of all of the decisions and show up with the best way to make the math work. And their goal is to solve the problem without you spending one more dime than you're currently spending. They're going to find the money. You're transferring away money unknowingly and unnecessarily each and every day and every week and every month and every year. Their job is to recapture those dollars and put them to work for you instead of putting them to work against you. That's valuable. And they see thousands of solutions every year, which means they're not testing you as a guinea pig. They've been doing this for decades. You might not like the way the solution works because you're emotionally tied to your stock account, your Bitcoin account, how your money works, paying off your house before you fund your retirement. But that's okay. It opens the door to have a discussion. It opens the door to solve the problem. And we know if we can solve the problem without you spending one more dime than you're currently spending, you've got a better chance of achieving the goals that are important to you. We talk about, is your money in alignment with your goals and priorities? For most people, the answer is no, which is why they stress out about money. 
which is why they don't understand how cash flow works. And we've done videos and podcasts on these things. Go back and listen to them. But we know this. There's only two guarantees in this world. You know what they are. Taxes and death. So we know the solution is, like wealthy people, control what you have, reduce the amount of taxes, and eliminate as much risk as possible. The solution is actually something that's insured. And it's like a life insurance program with a death benefit attached to it, but it's everything inside of the product that makes it life insurance, not death insurance. And I know that's a crazy thing. And I know there's a lot of people who are allergic to, to anything insured. That's okay. You don't have to do it. But if it solves the problem that you need, that you want to get solved, and it provides the needs that you desire, be open to it. The difference is how you use it. What a lot of people do is they can say, oh, I know. Just like you said, having that team around you, I'm an expert engineer. I'm an expert uh, vet vet science person. I'm an expert sanitational engineer. I'm an expert uh, daycare manager. I'm an expert uh cook or nutritionist, I'm going to Google everything that I need to find about insurance and I'm going to Google everything that I can find about everyone who's got an opinion and I'm going to become an expert. We don't need to become experts in insurance to solve a problem. We need to trust that the professionals that are helping us to guide the conversation to fit the needs that we have are the right people to help us. It doesn't mean you have to say yes doesn't mean that you have to say no. It doesn't mean you make need to make a decision by Friday at noon or you lose the free Ginzu knives. Listen, our solutions are based around what's right for you at the time. So you can pick and choose what you like, what you don't like. And if you don't like it, take it off the table and ask your responsible brand person to come back with a different strategy. But they're always going to show up with their A game first and foremost. Why would I start with a substandard solution? The most valuable resource we have is time. Why would I waste time? I don't want to do that, and you don't want me to do that. You can use the internet to find out about insurance. In fact, you get 85 million hits in 0.35 seconds. In fact, you get over a billion hits if you phrase it the right way in less time than that. You'll never become an expert in all those things. So our goal is to show you the right questions to ask to get to the right answers that you need not to support what you think you know. That's why the responsible brand is here to help you to be in your corner, to be on your side of the table. The responsible brand doesn't care if you say yes or, or no. We don't need you to make a decision to move forward. We know 65 to 70% of the people aren't going to make a decision anyways. That's okay. We also know that 30 to 35% of the people need this and really need it. But we know 100% of the people need better information moving forward. And if this is a starting point to get you better information and you can start valuing things differently and understanding the value of what you want to insure and what you don't want to insure, what if you could insure your retirement account? What if you looked at your retirement account in 2019 and said, I want that value insured and I never want to see it go down again? Would you do it? What if it cost you 100 bucks a year? I'm not saying that I can do that, just as an example. What if you could insure your GPA for your kids? They got a 4.0 one time, let's insure that moving forward. I would love to do that. 
What if you could lock in your health and say, my health is never going to get lower than this because I'm making changes that always drive me forward. That requires a diet change, exercise, lifting weights, cardio, all that stuff. If I'm willing to do it, then I deserve the results. But if you just Google what you think you know, remember we did a, a, an episode a while ago and it's you're where you're at today based on the decisions that you've made at the time, which is based on the information you had. In order to make better decisions moving forward, you need better information. So let's take this seriously. And I'm going to say it again. Our goal is to show you the right questions to ask to get the answers you need, not to support what you think you know. So if the responsible brand can help you do that around what's insured and what the value of insured means, you can actually make educated decisions based on facts, which allow you to make your future better if you take bits and pieces of what was suggested and apply it, or all of it. It doesn't matter. Remember, our goal is to change the landscape of America one family at a time by empowering the leader to make decisions based on facts, not fear. And there's no fear-based opportunity here. You have a choice and you can make an educated decision on what you want to believe or not believe. But at this point, you've now lost the ability to say you didn't know. And that's the most valuable thing that we can give you. Remember, knowledge isn't power. Applied knowledge is power. And this is applied knowledge that you can use moving forward however you see fit. And we're okay with that. We Love the idea of having really good conversations and helping families move forward. We love the idea of creating solutions. We love the idea that we have a case design team that's not emotional about your money, your family, your situation, or our income. They're only emotional about solving the problem the most efficient way. It's why we have so many third-party groups that love our solutions because we have a third-party solution designer that takes the emotion out of it and lets the math tell the story. So I hope you trust the responsible brand person. I hope you go back and ask good questions. I hope you ask what questions you should be Googling so you get information that validates what you want to learn instead of what you think you know. And I hope this was helpful. And if this was helpful, share this and send this to other people who need to know about this topic. We look forward to working with you. I hope you have a great day and God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. For new and relevant information just like this, follow us wherever you get your podcasts and interact with the responsible community on all social media platforms. We'll see you soon.